0: morning we have been going through galatians and we're still uh, there we're going to finish up galatians today it's been uh, all about living by faith an alternative way to live right not a normal worldly way but a way that comes from faith because of our faith in jesus we've learned so many things from galatians Uh, that we are one, one people, that uh, there is no division among us, there's no, uh, doesn't matter your your ethnicity or your gender or your wealth or your talents, we are one, and we are one in the Spirit. Makes us one, we live alone in the Spirit together. We also learn that we've been thoroughly equipped. We have everything we need to do what God has called us to do. We learned that everything has changed from the inside out. Last week we talked about how it is our—I uh, don't even want to say obligation. It's not—it's not that we owe something. It's our calling and our purpose in life is now to love, and that you should be involved in ministry, the ministry of love. And I asked last week. And I'll ask you again this week. What is your ministry? How are you loving other people? You know, we think of ministry, and it could be it could be something churchy, but it doesn't have to be something churchy to be a ministry. It could be scooping snow off somebody's walks, or baking bread, or sending them a card, or visiting them some way, letting them know that you love them because of Jesus. And and so every one of us, how are you involved in that? How are you loving other people? Um, we're called to love. And, and that's what it's about. Now, there's also been another theme running through Galatians, and it's been a the theme of, of living from my flesh or living from my spirit. And if I live from my flesh, then it's kind of nice because I'm in control, right? And sometimes, yeah, we're not very good at things, but, oh, the things I'm good at, that I can highlight and emphasize. In Galatians 6.12, Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. So this was a big deal for all of the non-Jewish people to be circumcised so that they could claim to be holy and claim to be Jewish. And... The point here is even those who, people who had been circumcised, they didn't keep the law either. So why do they do all this? Why all the look at me, look what I've done, look what I can accomplish, look how good I am? Why all of that? <laughs> to avoid the persecution of the cross. Now isn't that funny? How do those two things relate? Look at me, I'm good, or persecution for the cross of Christ this is one of the things I think that's hardest for people when they come to Christ Jesus said he only came for the sick not the well to come and accept Christ means you have to acknowledge that you're one of the sick that you're broken you don't have it figured out religious people don't like that position of humility of saying I'm a mess religious people like to say look at me I've done this and I've done that I'm not so bad that's what this is all about those who mean to impress by the flesh how do they avoid the persecution of the cross by saying look I'm not so bad I've got it all figured out I I I added a little bit of Jesus stuff to my life and now everything's awesome but that's not the Jesus life the Jesus life is you are broken and wounded And need a Savior. And when you are weak, then He is strong. And that's an embarrassing position to be in, isn't it? It's the persecution of the cross. I can't do anything. Without Jesus, I have nothing to offer you. People don't like to take that position, right? It's humiliating. It's persecution. But that's the place we find ourselves in. That's when Jesus... The power of Jesus comes to full life in us when I realize I have to let go. I have nothing to add to Jesus. All I can do is live in Him. Now, living in Him changes everything. Now, I have the full force and weight of the kingdom of heaven with me everywhere I go, and I can change all kinds of things. Christ changes things through me, not me changing anything, right? I've told you this before. I can't even change my own mind. How can I possibly change your mind? That's the work of Christ, to change somebody's heart and change their mind. I can sow the seed, I can uh, water, but Christ gives the increase. So to take a a humble position, here I am. I have nothing to offer you except Jesus Christ. That's when your heart begins to change. That's when your life begins to change. When you come to that point of knowing that you are broken. Paul said in verse 14. May I never boast. Except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Through which the world has been crucified to me. And I to the world. Our boast is in the cross. That is what changed things for us. For me, for you, for all those who follow Jesus. The boast is in what happened to Jesus Christ. Just think of that story. We just came through Christmas. That the creator of the universe, God of heaven, came to earth in the form of a baby. Totally exposed. He was so much at risk that his father Joseph had to take him and his mother Mary by night down to Egypt to hide from King Herod so he wouldn't be killed you realize how close salvation was to not happening then Jesus comes back and and grows and becomes a man he has to learn to speak and to walk and to talk and to work to think just like every one of us the humility that Jesus expressed of leaving heaven becoming human than walking among men and 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 teaching us and showing us what it looks like to love and revealing the kingdom of heaven to us until it lives up at his cross where he's crucified for our sins not his own and he took all of our sin all of the weight of that with him to the cross there it was nailed to the cross and his price that he paid for our forgiveness was sufficient. Katie was just talking about forgiving other people. It's so hard to forgive others until we come to understand how great that sacrifice was that Jesus made. Jesus paid the price that everything I have ever done to you, he paid the price for that. He made that right by his death on the cross. Every sin I've ever committed or will commit. And now I turn that around and look the other way. And the blood of Jesus on the cross was sufficient to cover your sins. The way that you've wronged me, Jesus paid the price. And that's sufficient. Sufficient's a fun word in the Bible. Normally we say sufficient means like, oh, that's enough. I have enough. I'll get by. That's not the biblical meaning of sufficient. Biblical meaning of sufficient is it's enough. It covered it. Right? It wasn't like just enough. No, it's it's enough. It 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 is. It's it's covered, paid for, in full, sufficient. So the only boast I have, the only boast you have, is in Jesus and his cross. Do I believe right now that I'm a very powerful person and I play a big influential role in this world? Yes, I do. You know why I believe that? Because of the cross of Christ. Without Jesus, I have nothing to offer you other than to commiserate with you. But with Jesus, I have the very hope of eternity to offer you. That things change, that you can go from death to life. That you can go from this isn't working and nothing happens and it's just miserable to actual having joy and delight in the world. That's the offer I give to you because of Jesus Christ. So the only boast I have is in Jesus Christ. I don't have anything else to offer you. You have financial troubles, all I can offer you is Jesus. You have marital troubles, the only answer I have is Jesus. You have troubles with self-esteem or or being addicted, all I have is Jesus. Now don't let me confuse you by saying all I have is Jesus. The only answer I have is Jesus, but he is sufficient. Whatever your issues are, Jesus is the answer. There's nothing that Jesus cannot address and cannot change. The shame of your sin, he can take that away. Your guilt, gone. Your confusion about how you should live and who you are, he'll clear that up. The purpose you have for living, he'll give you purpose and meaning. The confused feelings you have about things, he'll straighten those out. So the boast I have is in Jesus Christ because I believe I'm one of the champions as I believe you are. I believe that I'm extremely powerful and holy and righteous and an agent for change for good because of the cross of Jesus Christ. So I don't have some kind of false humility like nothing's going to change and I can't do anything. I have extreme hope and promise because of Jesus Christ. So I boast in him. So when someone comes to me and says, Tony, can you help me with my marriage? No, I cannot help you with your marriage. But I can introduce you to somebody who can change your heart that will change your marriage. Can I help you with your finances? I wish I had won the lottery and I was just a flowing river of cash. But I'm not. So I can't help you in that way. But I can show you to Jesus and have him provide all the resources you'll ever need I've never seen the righteous forsaken Tony I want to die I have no hope for living can you save me nope (laughs) nope I can't but let me show you to Jesus because he can he can change everything so what's your problem I don't know first thing is you have problems right because we are the broken and wounded we have problems and jesus is the answer to those problems and that's why my boast and my confidence is in jesus christ i am who i am because of jesus christ i have nothing else to offer you besides jesus christ but jesus christ is sufficient for every problem he'll change everything in your life let's put him to the test and see I challenge all of us who is Jesus now the rest of this verse is interesting then may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world the world has been crucified to me the world's dead to me and then I am dead to the world now that's kind of a funny thing isn't it? if the world is dead to me and I am dead to the world then what's left doesn't that sound like total annihilation and everything is gone if everything is dead to everything it's a crazy question I was thinking about what does it even mean to be crucified with the world and the world crucified to me so I went back and looked at one of the verses in uh, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 you might remember this one. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. I don't believe this is some kind of positional statement about some future hope. I believe this is an accurate description of who I am today. The old Tony, the old man Tony, is dead. The new man, Tony, is alive because Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. See, I I used to live in my body one way. Now I live in my body another way. Because I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. I am a new creation in Christ. A new man. I've been redeemed and I am being restored from the inside out. The life I live in the body now it's changed i used to i used to live according to my flesh doing what i wanted to do doing what i thought was the right thing living on my own now what did that what was the fruit of that of living life on my own the fruit of that was sin and death even if it worked quote worked right it was sin and death but now i have a new life that I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. I live by the Spirit now, and that gives me life. So what I used to have was I lived under the law of sin and death, Romans 8, 2 or 3. But now I live under the law of the Spirit of life. I'm fully alive in the Spirit because of faith in Jesus Christ. I have been crucified. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. This is the watershed moment of my life. It's the watershed moment of your life. Coming to Christ and becoming a new creation. On one side of that, everything falls back towards sin and death. But on this side of this coming to Christ, everything has changed. And now it is life and freedom and hope in Jesus Christ. Do some of the struggles continue? Sure they do. Sure they do. Because I have this body, right? This body of flesh. That wants all these things. And it's not dead yet. It's dying. But it's not dead yet. But I am alive inside of this body. I am a new man in here. My spirit, my soul has been united with Jesus Christ. I'm a new creation. Living in the same body. And so everything about me is changing. Do, do I still go back to my old ways? Sure, sometimes. Some moments. Some weeks even but I'm a new man. Things have changed because I have been crucified with Christ. So, if I have been crucified and I'm dead, the same thing has happened to the world. It has been crucified. Right? The world has been crucified to me. Before Christ, I was a slave to sin. I had no choice. I had no option. I was tempted I gave in to that temptation. Some days I was tempted and by my own I chose not to listen. Other days I gave in. I was tempted. I fell. I was under the control of the world and the ways of the world. And I lived like everybody else. But not anymore. Here comes the good news. I used to be powerless in my ability to not sin. But now that the world has been crucified to me. I'm no longer under its power and authority. You can't make me hate you. You can't make me sin. World. You know that? I am not a hapless hopeless victim any longer. I have been crucified to the world. And the world has been crucified to me. There has been a severing of the ties between me and the world. I am a new creation. You understand the power that gives you to live this life? We are not bound to fall back into the same pit we've always fallen into before. And if we do fall in that pit, we have a way out. We are not stuck. We have been crucified to the world, and the world has been crucified to us. The world is dead to me. It has no more power or authority over me. I belong to the kingdom of heaven now. I am a child of the light, a son of God. I am holy and righteous. I am no longer under the laws and the death of this world. And this can have a huge impact on us when we come to this realization. The life in Jesus now, it means everything. Is there something you need? There's things I need. What do you need? I need peace. You need peace? Let me tell you how to get peace. It's in Jesus Christ. The world tries to offer peace. They they scramble hard to, to give peace and come up with all kinds of plans to bring restoration to the hearts of men and restore peace. And it never works because it's a counterfeit. But the peace that's found in Jesus Christ is real and eternal. It's real. You you need joy? Jesus offers joy. Not the kind of joy that comes and goes because of a thing that you received that was good and now has become tarnished or lost or who knows what became a burden to keep. Not that kind of joy. The kind of joy that comes from knowing the hope of eternity. That cannot be taken from you because of your circumstances. When you are crucified to the world, you don't look to the world for peace and joy You look to the kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ, for peace and joy. The peace and joy that you find here in the kingdom is the real thing. It's not a counterfeit. It's not a cheap version. It is precious treasure that is available to us through Jesus Christ. Now we can go down this road with any other thing that you need. The world tries to offer what you need, but it's a counterfeit. I'm in pain, I need relief. The world offers relief from pain, right? Through all forms of addictive things that we can find relief. But it doesn't bring relief. Jesus brings relief. Oh, the pain may not leave, but he brings relief. The counterfeit version or the real version. when we are tied to the world, we always get the fake counterfeit version. When we have been crucified to the world and we come to the kingdom of heaven, we find real life, life to the full. problem is, we were trained to live in the world. That's how we were born and raised and grew up, making life work on our own without God. Now that we have the option of living in Christ... This other way screams to us as being the right thing. The enemy does not want us to turn our back on the world. But I'm telling you, you've been crucified to the world. And the world has been crucified to you. Turn your back on that. I always forget that. How's it go? Feed a, feed a cold and starve a fever, or starve a cold and feed a fever? I never remember which way that goes. That's the concept here with the world. Don't feed that. Shut that off. Starve that. No, it's crucified. It's dead. Cut it off of yourself. Get rid of it. Put your hope in Jesus Christ. Turn to the kingdom. So, breaking the bonds of the world and its philosophies, its materials, its relationships, its love, its comfort. Let nothing remain between you and the world, do not be bound to it because you have been crucified to it and it has been crucified to you. This, this impacts all areas of our life, our relationships. Think of your family or your in-laws and the way that you are bound to them. Oh, great. you have got to go there for Thanksgiving this year again. There's so many obligations and things that come from our family, right? I have been crucified to my family. My family has been crucified to me. What's that mean to you? It means that all these expectations and things that they expect for me, I'm no longer under that. What am I under now? The obligation to love them well without breaking these binds bonds that hold us together with all these expectations i can't love them well but when i crucify that stuff now i'm free to love well i'm sorry we won't be coming to thanksgiving this year doesn't sound loving does it it very well could be the most loving thing you would do for your family because you're free in christ jesus what should we do this year want to be set free i have been crucified to the world and the world has been crucified to me i don't have to perform or act because of expectations of the world that's bondage i act because of jesus living in me and loving people now i can love well i can really give people what they need and, and accept back from them what i need because of love not because some kind of fake earthly bond that ties us together and we're bound with all kinds of things with people right not just people but things too right think of your possessions and the way they bind you i have to take care of this and i have to keep it safe and who owns who let me ask you a question is there anything in this world that you can't live without now I know of course the answer was immediately no. So I probably should have asked it a different way, different way. What's your most valued treasure? What do you treasure the most? Chances are you've got an unhealthy bind with that whatever that is. Right? I could not live without Lana. Wait a minute. Really? I I thought Jesus was my life. Not my spouse. Not my parents. Not my children. I I could not live without this. I could not live without brownies. Really? I couldn't live without motorcycles. I couldn't live without KU beating K-State. I couldn't live without snow. Or without the beach. I couldn't live if I didn't have a nice leather jacket, or this award, or this degree, or this achievement. See the things that bind us? What are you unhealthily bound to that you need to bring the cross between you and it? You know what? What's your mission in life? What? What do you? I have to accomplish this, and then I can check this off my list. I'm not just blanket throwing out all that stuff, right? Because maybe Jesus is in it, but is he? Was he? You think there's anything on earth that Jesus couldn't live without? So th- does that mean that I then that I I can I can live without Lana? So I'm on my own and I don't care. No, that's not what that means at all. Now that this unhealthy tie of I have to keep Lana around is broken, and now I can live in freedom to love her well and to value her and to enjoy her, not to consume her and take my life from her. Because you can't love something that you're consuming. That's not the way love works. So what are you consuming? I have been crucified to the world and the world has been crucified to me so I bring the cross between Lana and I and I pray that the only thing that exists between her and I is the love of Jesus that's the only bond I want between us is the love of Jesus now if you don't think that bond is something intimate and holy and delightful boy let me show you something all the other things they feel right but if you look closer you'll see that it's just bondage i have to do this or lana will be mad that's that's not the way to live that's bondage i'll do this because i love lana it's freedom it's a whole different thing a whole different way of viewing the world because i've have been crucified to the world and the world has been crucified to me and so have you so what do I do I ask Jesus Jesus do I have any unholy bonds between me and anything between me and anyone Jesus show me those things because I don't want them I don't want anything to be an idol to me. I don't want anything to keep me in bondage. I want freedom and life. So whatever comes up in my world, in my life, that I don't have a healthy bond with, I bring the cross of Christ between me and that. That has been crucified to me, and I have been crucified to that. All those chains, you know, those things that are holding us back, I've been crucified and they've been crucified to me. Now, okay, maybe this is just a concept and an idea and something to think about, but I don't think so. I think it's real. And like I said a minute ago, I really take positive steps of breaking bonds with things. Like some days, I have this really killer chopper out in the the garage. It's beautiful. That thing needs to be ridden. It just needs to be set on some days. Wait a minute. It's starting to become a a bind, a bond, right? So I break that. That's not my bike. That's God's bike. He gave that to me. I get to use it and enjoy it. And I can't wait for it to warm up a little bit, so I can. But it becomes something that makes me reflect and worship upon God. It does not become my God. The same with people. You know how you you want a friend and you want somebody so close so you're willing to do anything to be with them. Watch out. No. You're willing to love them like Christ loves. Which is a lot. But you're not willing to do anything. Break bonds with people. So people come over to your house or whatever. You meet them at the restaurant and you talk and you have a good time and They've told you all of their stuff and you've told all of your stuff and now you leave and you keep playing their stuff over and over and over and over in your head, right? You have all of their stuff going on in you. You think that's having an impact on you? Yes. Bring the cross of Christ between you and them and let the only thing remain be the love of Christ. Lana likes to have me tell funny stories about her, so I will. (laughs) Years ago, she was watching a soap opera thing, and on soap opera things, there's always a problem between the husband and wife, right? There's always something going on. And I came home that night, and there was something going on. Transfer, right? These two people were having trouble. So then that became our life and we're having trouble. That happens, right? She's mad at him, so now I'm mad at him. Right? You ever been there, seen that? That's that's an example of these unholy ties between people. Break that bondage. No, only let the love of Jesus remain. Just because this is going on over here doesn't mean it's got to go on over here. Let their sin and warfare remain theirs. And you keep yours. Break these bonds. Bring the cross of Christ between anything between me and you. Except for the love of Jesus. I I challenge you this week. Look for these things. What are you bound to? What things do you see in your world that are so important to you that you couldn't live without? You know, one of the other ways of saying this is you're at home this afternoon and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off what's the one thing you grab and run out with what about that thing what is that that might be the thing right I don't know look for them ask Jesus Jesus what am I bound to what do I need to be crucified with to this is the path to freedom my friends And you can have freedom You are not bound to another person. You are not bound to the things in your life. You are not bound to situations. You have been crucified to the world and the world has been crucified to you. What are you bound to? Jesus Christ. That's who you're bound to. And praise God for that. He is the source of life and light and freedom and hope and forgiveness. And you can have it in Him. And all of these other things... You can break these bonds and be free to love as Jesus would have you love and to live as Jesus would have you live. No more idols. No more uh, bad relationships with people. Just holiness. It's the offer. Holiness always sounds like an unfun word, but it's not. It's the best way to live. It's absolute freedom and joy. Where peace reigns, life is full. That's what we have. The world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Jesus, we thank you so for your work on the cross. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But you live in me, Jesus. Thank you for this new life. Jesus, is there anything in my life that I'm bound to in an unholy way? And I bring your cross against those relationships. And I ask that nothing remain between me and them except for your love, Jesus. That I may love fully and completely and love the way you love. Oh, Father, forgive me for bringing back these relationships and keeping them alive. I renounce that. I only want holiness and life in you, Jesus. Live through me, Jesus. I live by faith in you. I have been crucified to the world, and the world has been crucified to me. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.